Welcome to the Creative Agency Account Manager podcast with me, Jenny Plant from Account Management Skills Training. I'm on a mission to help those in agency client service keep and grow those existing client relationships so your agency business can thrive. Welcome to episode 62. Today is a shorter episode and it's a solo episode. Usually I have guests here, but today I thought I'd do a quick episode to share with you some best practice tips for you if you're in the account management role and you're looking to do a bit of relationship risk management. So I believe there are a few what I call red flag moments that every agency account manager needs to be aware of and to look out for. These are essentially points in the relationship where your client relationship is at risk, the account is at risk. And not only are red flag moments important to try to anticipate, but when they happen, it's the account manager's job really to act very swiftly because you are responsible for the client relationship, for the retention, not only the retention, but also the growth of the account. So I've just got five examples of what I call these red flag moments. And I want to explain to you why I think they're important and share a couple of ideas for how you can either anticipate them or tackle them. So if you're listening to this, then you might want to grab a piece of paper and a pen and make a couple of notes. There might be something in here that's relevant to you right now, but you can also find the notes on my website as well. So I've got five in total. Number one, this is where your client tells you or you find out that they're leaving the company or they could be going on a temporary sabbatical or they're going on maternity leave. So why is this a red flag moment? Well, it means that whoever comes in to replace your client may want to bring their own agency in, or it might be a person that you're not automatically going to get on with. I mean, particularly if your client is temporarily away, they might decide not to return at all. So your established relationship essentially disappears overnight. So what can you do about it? As soon as you find out, what you want to do is take action and be proactive. So with the client that's leaving, you need to kind of make sure that you are keeping on top of what's changing, you know, so that you find out quickly who's replacing them, what the time frame is that they want to leave. So you could do something like offer to help them with some handover notes. So it makes it easier for them to brief their replacement. And if they're going to a new job and your relationship is good with them, they may also keep you top of mind because you're being so helpful when they go to their new role. Because a lot of clients, if they have a good agency, like to take their agency with them. The other thing you can do is to explain to your client that's leaving that it's your agency policy to have a 30-minute history of the account meeting with anyone that comes in to replace them. So this means that you get in front of that new person as quickly as possible. You're being really helpful because you're showing them what you've done on the account so far. Maybe you've done some branding work or some campaign work, but it's really useful both for the person leaving, your client that's leaving, because it saves them a job, but it also helps their replacement get up to speed on the brand and the marketing. Also, it means that your client is going to share with you the name of the person that's coming in. And what you can do is have a quick look on LinkedIn, look at their job history, their expertise, and it will give you a sense of that person coming in. Another thing you can do, there's actually a little app that you can use with LinkedIn 
called Crystal Nose. Crystal as in the gemstone and nose as in she knows. And it's an app that plugs into LinkedIn. And if that person is active on LinkedIn, it can actually evaluate their profile and all of their activity and give you kind of a summary of their preferred communication style. So it's a really accurate thing. I've used it a few times. I looked at my own profile, first of all, and thought, wow, they are describing me pretty well. So that is going to give you a little bit of an insight into this new person that's coming in. And obviously, when you have that meeting in person to give them the history on the account, it not only positions you as proactive, but it also demonstrates your understanding of the brand, their business, and it actually reinforces to them why you are very valuable to them. So that is red flag number one. Red flag number two is if your client, their company is going to merge with or is acquiring another company. So there's some kind of merging or acquisition going on in the company. Now, this typically means that there's going to be a certain amount of upheaval. And why is this a red flag moment for you? Well, there could be a consolidation of departments when two businesses come together. So it might be that your contact's job is at risk, or it could be that they will get moved to another department or promoted to a higher position, and they could possibly no longer be your point of contact. So what can you do about this? What can you actually do to mitigate against this risk? Well, the first thing you want to do is try to get ahead of the news. So try not to be the last person to know that your client's business is going through any kind of merger. You can set up Google Alerts, for example, for your client's company name so that you are receiving regular notifications about what's going on in the business. And I think generally that's just good practice anyway, because you want to stay informed of the external environment when you're having meetings with your client. You can also just make sure that you're asking questions on a regular basis about your client's company and, you know, what's going on internally, taking an interest in their role and their department and how it's growing or how the business is performing. And typically business performance is talked about if you wanted to set up a more formal environment for that. A lot of agencies do have quarterly business reviews or quarterly strategy sessions. And these sessions are really where it's a higher exchange of business information. And it's also a forum that you can present new ideas to your clients that are more in alignment with their business strategy. So it's not about the day-to-day status call. It's about how can we continue to add value to your business? So if you don't currently have them set up, then that's a good idea to do so. At those meetings, typically, more senior clients will attend and you will hopefully be more plugged in to what's happening at the client's business. The other thing you want to make sure you do is spread the relationship risk by actively ensuring you're identifying and contacting multiple points of contact at the client organization. So if you haven't got a relationship development strategy, then it's a really good idea. Because sometimes we end up in a situation where we are just relying on one point of contact at the client company. And if for any reason they leave or move, then our whole relationship with that account is at risk. So we need to spread the relationship risk. So having a relationship development strategy in place is a good move. So red flag number three 
This is where there's a change of C-suite. So the C-suite, as you know, is CEO, CFO, CMO, etc. And these are the leadership team of the company. Now, sometimes if a new person comes into the C-suite, they might make changes at a very high level. So why is that a red flag moment for you? Well, this has actually happened. So I'm talking from experience several times that there can be a review and also a consolidation of suppliers. So it might mean for you that you have to repitch for the business. The other thing to mention here is if your company is an enterprise level client and it has a procurement team in 2021, the role of CPO, Chief Procurement Officer, was the fastest growing role on LinkedIn, which means that procurement are now having a seat at the boardroom table a lot more than they ever have. They have a lot more power. And obviously, the CPO's job or procurement team's job is to make sure that the company is getting value for money. And as one of their suppliers, they will be looking to you to make sure that you're constantly delivering value for them. So what could you do about a change in the C-suite? Well, the first thing to do is if your client company has one, to establish a relationship with your client's procurement department. It might be called purchasing team, but essentially they're the ones that you need to make sure that you're keeping on top of. So it could be that you suggest a quarterly review with them and make sure that you're staying in the know with what's happening at the company level. Because procurement are very much the linchpins. They have information about every department in the whole organization. So they really are the first to know about any senior leadership moves. The other thing you can do is make sure that you are sharing examples on a regular basis of how you've saved the client money or perhaps time or whether you've made them money. So for example, perhaps you're doing a huge campaign that requires lots of photography work. And if you can demonstrate that you've negotiated a special price for them, a special deal because of how much photography you've done, that's a great example of how you are looking to continually make sure that you're offering value. The other thing you can do to make sure that this doesn't come as a surprise, that there's a change on the C-suite, is to find out who they are, first of all, follow them all on LinkedIn. And then you can watch for updates. You can actually, at the moment, click a bell on their profile, which means that you're going to be notified of any new posts that are coming through from them. And often, particularly CEOs, tend to share their vision with their audience. And you can also familiarize yourself with the client's organogram. An organogram is where on one sheet of paper, you have all of the employees and all the reporting lines. So you can really understand who's who at the company. And this will also help you develop your plan of ensuring that you are creating relationships with as many people as you can in the organization. Now, the other thing about the C-suite is that every quarter, particularly, well, this is related to enterprise level clients, they publish the transcripts of their investor relations meetings on a quarterly basis. So you can download those transcripts and also understand who the C-suite are and what's happening with the organization, because they usually talk about the vision for the next quarter or their next year's activity. So where are they going to be putting their money? Are there any new products coming out in the pipeline? Are there new 
initiatives? Are there new acquisitions, etc.? Also, you can see how brands are performing. You can also download the annual report and accounts, read the chairman's statement and have a look at that. So number four is a red flag moment. It's where you've had an annual client relationship review with your clients and you've received some negative feedback. Now, it might have come as a surprise as well. You weren't expecting perhaps this negative feedback. Now, hopefully this is a prompter to, if you haven't already got an annual client relationship review in place to make sure that you do have one, because these are really valuable to find out from your clients what they think is going well, where they think the development areas are, and anything that you could be doing differently. And also a good opportunity to talk about their future and where they see the company going. So why is this negative feedback coming back a red flag moment? Well, particularly if it has come as a surprise, then it could be an indicator that they're not telling you stuff that they should be telling you. So either it's because you're not proactively asking for feedback or they just haven't been telling you the truth about how they really feel about the account and, you know, perhaps some of the things that they're not happy with. So this could mean that they're perhaps already looking for alternative suppliers, alternative agencies, which could mean your competition. So what can you do about this? Well, the first thing to do when you receive the feedback is to make sure that you personally thank every client for what they've said. And I would suggest that you do that by telephone, by Zoom call or meeting, video call or in person. And also to reassure them that all of the points that they've raised will be actioned and they're going to be addressed because there's nothing worse than giving feedback. You know, if you've ever done that in a restaurant where you give feedback and you think you just know that it's going to go into the ether and it's going to disappear. And is it really going to be read and actioned? Probably not. So, you know, reassure them that you're taking this seriously and you really wanted to know this feedback and you're going to do something about it. Then formulate your action plan based on that feedback and make sure you address all of the issues. And you can maybe check that as a team internally with your senior management team or with your colleagues, client service colleagues. And then you can present the action plan back to the client and say, look, we've taken on board all of your comments. We've come up with an action plan. We'd love to talk you through it. And then you're kept accountable. The client can visibly see that you have like a status sheet that means that you can tick things off. And then from that moment onwards, make sure that you over communicate with the client and keep asking for regular feedback and check-ins. So for example, at the end of a status call, you could just say, look, at the end of this call, do you mind putting aside five minutes? Because I'd love to find out just how you think we're doing and if there's anything that you're not happy with. So just being really proactive because you don't want negative feedback to come as a surprise. So red flag number five, this is where you know that your client's business isn't doing particularly well. Maybe their sales are down, for example, or they're losing market share. So why is this a red flag moment for you? Well, if sales are down, then it means that your existing projects that perhaps don't have purchase orders yet and they're not secure may be put on hold, for example, or they could be cut altogether. Or maybe you're on a retainer basis and you're heading towards that retainer renewal date. But either way, this could drastically change your forecast and your forecast will need adjusting because it could be reduced. So what can you do about this? Well, first of all, you want to, again, get some visibility over the client's sales figures early, 
as early as you can. So again, if you're not already running quarterly business reviews where clients typically share business performance metrics, et cetera, then set them up. Also do your own research into the company's performance. So for limited companies in the UK, for example, you can often get a lot of financial performance data by going to the company's house website and downloading their latest profit and loss. You could also look at their website for their annual report and accounts. Again, if it's a publicly listed company, you can download the transcripts of these quarterly investor relations meetings, where typically the CEO addresses the shareholders and investors and talks about performance. Certainly, you know, if there are shares, then this information is readily available. And you can look at previous years as well and see if the trend is down. And also, if you're working on one brand in a, for a client organization, then how's that brand performing versus other brands? Maybe that's going to give you some ideas for, you know, perhaps transferring your skills and helping the client with other brands. So if you work on a project by project basis, make sure you're always keeping on top of the forecast and also securing those purchase orders for work before starting any projects. And also, if your client's business isn't doing well, then you could also, as their partner, offer to help the client by running a strategy session of some type where the client can share with you details of the sales slowdown or something, and you can help the client come up with some solutions that maybe they haven't considered. So I hope that's given you some food for thought. Let's just recap on what we've talked about. So these red flag moments are ones that you want to be aware of, keep an eye out for, and also be alert to take some action when they do happen. The first one we talked about is if your client is leaving the company or going on a sabbatical or mat leave. Number two was your client's company is merging with another one or it's acquiring another one. Number three is there's a new incoming member of the C-suite. So a senior leader in the business that wants to make some changes. Number four is the annual client relationship review comes back with some surprisingly negative feedback. And then number five is the client's business isn't performing well. So listen, I really hope you found that useful and that's given you some ideas for what you need to be aware of with your client relationship risk management strategy. As always, thank you for listening. And if you would like to join my next Account Accelerator program, which is all about client retention and growth, then please contact me on LinkedIn, Jenny Plant, or send me an email, jenny at accountmanagementskills.com. And you can also go over to my website and hopefully there's lots of old podcast episodes which are still timeless with lots of valuable information. So pick a topic that's most relevant to you right now and enjoy it. And please keep in contact with me and let me know what you'd like to hear on the podcast. I'll see you on the next one.